Air! Air at last! Oh, I don't believe it. We're being rescued! So I see. By Captain Hoagland! Oh. The Return of Inspector Steen by Lynn Trust. Episode 6 The End. Dear Father, I'll never forget how it felt as we emerged from the station on that awful day. Seagulls. Seagulls were everywhere, all over the station, on every surface. I tell you what it was like. It was just like Daphne du Maurier's short story called, I think, The Birds. In fact, now I come to think of it, they really ought to make a film of that. I think the tide's changing. Just as I had predicted, although I didn't like to show off about it. When the tide changed, the seagulls all took to the air at once and flew out to sea where they settled on the waves. And there they stayed, rising and falling gently with the swell, like like a stylus in the groove of a slightly buckled record, waiting till the tide changed again and they could come back. But what they left behind... Look at this mess! Those filthy, filthy creatures! And, and the smell! <coughs> Well, it was devastation. The police station seems to be the worst hit. Oh, oh sir, it's, it's, it's like the end of the world. Oh. Is that blood on that wall? And where is everybody? Has a beaming bomb gone off? It's so quiet. Of course, you don't know. There's been a mass evacuation. What? My ears are singing. But not just because of the birds. I'll explain in a minute. Ah, here's the corporal. Corporal, we're here. The building's clear, sir. Good man. The corporal helped me get you out. I couldn't have done it without him. Well, thank you. Um, Forget it. I did it for Hoagie, not for you, Rosas. Thank you, corporal. We should get back to the Metropole quick sharp. The basement is the safest place. I'll get tea and blankets ready in the kitchens. Corporal, will you help Mrs. Groins? Yes, sir. Good. Then I'll go ahead. Oh, damn this leg. Come on in. Oh, yes. Right. I can't get over this. Look! Look! Twitten, is that who I think it is with Mrs. G? Who? It's Terence Chambers again. Yes, sir. I thought so. Who is it? Terence Chambers. You remember, sir, the extremely famous East End villain. That does depend on how you define extremely, Brunswick. He helped out at the bandstand about a month ago when there was that bomb in that box. Oh, yes. He left for London with Adelaide Vine, sir. But then she came back, didn't she? Um, he's a terrible thug, sir. Luckily for us, he's devoted to Captain Hovind. As for Mrs. Vine, I believe he's very, very angry with her, sir. That's probably why he's here. Tritton? Yes, sir. How do you know all this? You don't think he'd hurt Adelaide Vine, do you, son? Oh, yes, sir. As you know, hurting people who've crossed him is his speciality as a villain. Is it? Nailing people's noses to doors and so on, sir. What? Nearly there, sir. Their noses? The seafront was littered with abandoned cars with broken windows. There was glass everywhere. The seagulls had even managed to upturn some of the benches. I saw a child's dropped dolly in the gutter, all twisted and pecked and lifeless, and honestly, it made me feel quite queasy for a moment. As we approached the Metropole, 
Chambers said something to Mrs. Groynes and then ran across the road to the deserted West Pier. We stood and watched as he vaulted the turnstile and made his way to a wooden structure beside the ballroom. And then we looked beyond. And on the water, ominously bobbing up and down with the waves, sat thousands and thousands of birds. Oh, thank you, dear. No one ever makes a cup of tea for me. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh this is... Oh, cheers. Cheers, sir. <laughs> I thought I'd never... Not in I, Brunswick, so don't go on about it. We only made it, though, didn't we, dears? Yes. <laughs> Thanks to Hoagie here. Oh, oh. Safe. Safe. <laughs> In the kitchens of the Metropole, with enough food to last us for months, I should say. Thick walls, double green baize door. I'd like to see the bird that could get to us down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. The, the relief. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to have another cup of tea already. <laughs> uh, uh, do tell us what's been happening, though, sir, in the town. Well, it's been mainly panic, I have to say. The birds attacked the police station, as you know. Mm -hmm. Then they started knocking people down in the streets. What? People were attacked in cars and so on. Shops were invaded. And as for the cafes and restaurants, your Luigi's, that ice cream place you go to... Oh, no. It was one of the first places they wrecked. <laughs> Not the cones and wafers. They were probably after the cones and wafers, oh. yes. As far as I know, no one's been killed. But the long and the short of it is, this entire section of Brighton... Damn this arm. This entire section of Brighton has been cordoned off and totally evacuated until further notice. So are you still here, dear, if you don't mind me asking? To deal with the unexploded mine. I didn't mention the mine? No. Ah. They do wash up along the coast still. In some ways, it's a blessing that this one has washed up now, because the public needn't be troubled by the explosion. Oh, might it explode then, sir? That's what it was designed to do. <laughs> it's quite a monster, I'm afraid. Now, where did the corporal get to? You're not going down there, Hokey. Of course. With Chambers, if I can find it. Um, he, he went on to the West Pier, sir. Whatever for. He's a bit of a dark horse these days, that man. Do you know, I noticed he was carrying a firearm earlier. Mm. He had a hammer and a packet of nails as oh, well, oh. for some unimaginable reason. I said to him, this is a fine time to hang pictures, Corporal. <laughs> <laughs> now, what have I said? We had to tell him. It wasn't a pleasant thing to do. A villain? My old Corporal? Oh, no. <laughs> you look pleased, Inspector. Well, I just can't believe I knew something someone else doesn't know. <laughs> The main thing is, he nails people's ears to things. He nails their noses to doors, dear. Yes. What? He does what? It's true, Captain Hoagland. Oh, my God. And if he's got Adelaide Vine on the West Pier, as he just told me he had, dear, that's what he'll be doing right now. Well, so much for hiding inside the Metropole for the next six weeks until the custard creams ran out. Ooh, I'll, I'll twitten. I'm stuck. Oh, flaming turnstiles. There should be free access to this pier. I've always said it. Look, if you lean this way, sir, oh, and then yeah. put that leg there. Oh, what, why aren't you climbing over? Oh, I've got a penny, sir. Well, I've got a penny. Here's Captain Hoagland. Good. I caught you. Sergeant, you'd better have this. I can't, sir. Oh, blimey. Don't shoot him unless you have to. 
He was a good man once. I won't. To be honest, sir, I might not shoot him even if I do have to. This isn't funny, Sergeant. Oh, no, sir. It's just that I've never shot anyone before and I'm not sure I want to start. You're a brave man, Sergeant Brunsby, but you aren't a soldier. Do your best. Inspector, are you coming? Yes. There it is, Inspector. No good. Binoculars? No, thanks. Ah, I think it's a Type H Mark V, but I'm no expert. 440 pound charge. Look, just for argument's sake, Hoagland. Yes? This blessed mine. It couldn't be one of those mines that's been decommissioned and painted red and white and used as a lovely harmless seaside novelty collecting box for the Shipwrecked Mariners Society. <laughs> There's no chance at all of that, I'm afraid, Inspector. I suppose it was worth a try. Mm. Hang it. Did you hear a shot? Came from in here, sir. Right. I think I can hear Mrs. Vine. Terence, please. Please, Terence. It might be a trick, sir. You know what she's like. We have to risk it, son. Right. On three. One. Two. Three. All right. Four. Five. Six. It's the police. Oh, Sergeant Brunswick, thank goodness. Help me. He's got a gun. Is this true, Chambers? He's holding it, sir. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've got a gun. What of it? She's got a gun as well. What? Oh, Mrs. Vine. I can't keep up. When you said he's got a gun, it very much implied that you didn't have one as well. I've got two guns, if you must know. See? <laughs> and she's already shot me with one of them. Oh. It was self-defence. Oh, a likely story. No, no, it was self-defence. I was trying to nail her nose to the door. Oh. oh, well, in that case, I'm sorry I jumped to conclusions. Look, I'd just like to make it clear that while you've got a gun... Yeah? ...and you've got two guns... Yes. ...I haven't got a gun. However, the sergeant does. I do, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, really? <laughs> but the British policeman doesn't carry... Oh, sorry. Sergeant Brunswick! Went off twitting. Oh, blimey, I didn't hurt anyone, did I? If only Captain Hoagland had been with us. But, of course, he was out on the beach with the inspector. <sighs> Look, let's get this out of the way, shall we, Hoagland? It needs to be said... Between 1939 and 1945, I ran the lost property office in St. Mary Axe in the city of London. And if you don't like it, you can blast it well lump it. I don't feel either way about it, Inspector. I, I only wonder, is this the right time? I know it's not on the same level as digging up bombs and defusing them and getting medals and a limp. But on the other hand, well, we all did our bit. Exactly, exactly. That's what I always say. And now we've got this mind to deal I with. I know you so... despise me, you see. Well, why should I? Oh, of course you do. At the station, it's been all blah, blah, Hoagland, blah, blah, Hoagland, blah, 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 Hoagland gives me the pip. I'm not surprised. All day, every day. No, I'm sorry, but I don't know what I can do about that. St. Mary Axe, did you say? Yes. Oh, please, don't pretend to be interested. But we must have met. St. Mary Axe. That was definitely the place. Down some old stone steps. That's right. Smelt of damp, and as dim as a Tock H lamp, as they used to say. Yes. You wouldn't remember a ring, I suppose. An engagement ring with a pearl in it. I, I think I... It was in a blue velvet case. I dropped it in a blast near St. Paul's. I despaired of ever seeing it again. I do remember. That was you. 
You put ten bob in the orphan's box. That's right. The lost property office in St. Mary Axe. You have no idea what my visit to that place did for me, Inspector. What? When I stood outside afterwards with that engagement ring miraculously restored to me, you know, I nearly cried. We all lost so much, Inspector. We often felt lost ourselves. I remember thinking that with all the chaos of the world at war, what a blessing it was that there was one place, just one humble little office like that, where the bits of people's lives were given back to them instead of being destroyed. What's up? Nothing. <clears throat> I'm all right. I'm sorry, I expect I got a bit carried away. But I often thought of you afterwards. Truly. I don't know why you're so chippy about it, Inspector. But if you did that job for six years, you had a jolly good war. Shall I take the gun, sir? He gave it to me. But it went off, sir. Oh, I can handle it, thank you. Right. Well, what do we do now? I think it would be helpful if we all said what our intentions were. Perhaps you'd like to start, Mr Chambers? Uh, well... No, I don't want to have to kill either of you Rosers, but I do have to kill her because she killed my oldest friend and put his head in a box. Right, fair enough. What? She did do that, actually. Blimey! All right, Mrs Vine? Hmm. I have to kill him because otherwise he'll kill me. Oh, I see. Unlike him, however, I'm quite happy to kill both of you as well. Right. Well, I don't want to kill anyone. But Captain Hoagland said I might have to, so I'm still working out how I feel about that. He said you might have to kill her, you mean? No, you. <laughs> oh, he said that? I don't think so. He did, I'm afraid. That's why he gave me this flipping gun. Now, and... Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's awfully disappointed in you, you see. His exact words were, he was a good man, once. Oh, no! Someone told him! I've got to see him. You can't. He's dealing with that mine on the beach. Then he needs me. Oh, oh, I can't let you go, Chambers. Get out of my way, you. No. <laughs> Are you going to stop me? Yes. Well, probably no, but I'll jolly well try. How? Bang? Oh. <laughs> what? Oh, I haven't got a gun. I told you I haven't got a gun. All right, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Sir, please stop doing that. That wasn't me. Oh, no. No. This is fine. Are you hurt? Yes, I am. Out of the way. Out of the way. <laughs> Get down, sir! <laughs> stop it! Stop! Stop it! Please stop shooting! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, crikey! Tell Hoagie! Who said that? Me! Here! Tell Hoagie, yes, right. Well, I was going to anyway, obviously, when I gave him the gun back. No! There's more! Oh, sorry. What? Tell him I was never so happy again. Except once, when I was burying Harry Dent alive in the Epping Forest. Oh. <laughs> no, no, not that. Just say I was never so happy again. And tell Palmyra... Mrs Grimes? Tell her it's all hers now. All of it. I left instructions with the boys. What's all hers? What boys? Your evil criminal empire, you mean? You're leaving it to her? Yes. Why would Mrs. Groins want an evil criminal empire? This is mad. She'll have enough to do cleaning up after those flaming seagulls. I'll tell her, don't worry. You might still pull through, though, you know, Mr. Chambers. Mr. Chambers? Damn, he's gone. No. Oh, Mrs. Vine. Sergeant Brunswick. Oh, dear Sergeant Brunswick. 
I didn't shoot you just now, did I, in the confusion? No, you didn't. For once. I wanted to. Will you forgive me? I'll never forget you, Mrs. Vine. Would you like me to shoot you now as a parting gift? I, I just have the strength. Uh, that's okay. I'm dying. What's it like? Tell Mrs. Groins. No one will stand in her way now. Oh. Has everyone gone mad? Terence Chambers just bequeathed her a flipping evil empire. Mrs. Vine. Mrs. Vine. She's gone. Blimey. Blimey. What a day. I can't go on, Mrs. Groins. There, there, dear. I'd say relax and put your feet up, but we've still got an unexploded mine and a kamikaze seabird population to deal with. So I'll just say, how about a nice cup of tea to get your strength back? Uh, now, listen, everyone. Oh. Captain Hoagland and I have been to look at the mine, and it's a monster. You went to look at it, sir. Yes, I did, actually. What's got into him? Captain Hoagland could inspire anyone, I think. Oh. Perhaps you'd like to tell everyone about the mine, Captain Hoagland? Thank you. Well, as you know, this is a sea mine. It was designed to explode on impact with shipping. This one never did explode. Either it never came into contact with the hull of a ship, or it was defective. The point is, we need to blow it up, and we have no equipment. Could we throw rocks at it, sir? From a safe distance? All day, if you like. They'll just bounce off, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and then the seagulls will get you. <laughs> Uh, Captain Hoagland? Yes? Uh, just a thought. I suppose there's no chance it's one of those decommissioned mines that's been turned into a collecting box for the Shipwrecked Mariner Society. Oh, Brunswick, honestly. What a cowardly thing to say. Oh, sorry, sir. Would some jelly help, dear? Well, yes, if we could get any. Mrs. Croins, how can you talk about desserts at a time like this? Can I have a private word, Hoagie? Of course. Out there? Did you mean jellyknife just then? Jelly, as in jellyknife. There's something I need to tell you, dear. I've got a past, you see. I I've got quite a bit of a past. A really, really, really big past. And so does everyone. But not everyone's involved safe-blowing, does it? Oh, no. Or raiding bullion vans on the London road. Or deceiving harmless, thick policemen for years and years. Or drilling into the raw mint on VE Day. You haven't suffered a bang to the head recently, Palmyra? No, dear. Good heavens. But if you're not delusional... Are you telling me you're very rich, then? Like the Queen? <laughs> I'm the richest charlady in this side of Brighton, I'll say that. Now, about this jelly. The thing is... I'm so sorry about earlier today. Oh, so am I, dear. I I'm so sorry. It was my fault... I was horrible to you. I didn't give you a chance. But I couldn't laugh at Elizabeth, you see. She was too good a person. It wasn't her fault that she wasn't a tenth as beautiful as you are. Oh, Hoagie. I keep saying it. You are lovely. But now, look. While you boys were busy, I've got all this out of storage, dear. Is it any use? Ah, let's see. Mm, I love the smell of gun cotton, even now. Detonators, 
blasting caps, reels of fuse. I haven't used a burning fuse in a long time. It's a bit wild west, watching spark travel towards the explosive. I know, dear, but we found it's generally a good idea to be safely round the corner when a red-hot heavy door flies off. This is perfect. You're a marvel. We'll have that mine safely blown up in no time. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. You saved the day. You don't seem too upset, dear, about my news. Do you want my honest feeling about it, Palmyra? All right. Go on. It's incredibly exciting. It was seven o'clock when we all went back to the beach. It had been the longest day any of us could remember. How long before it gets dark? About an hour, I think. That's plenty of time. How long before the birds come back? Oh, uh, twelve and a half minutes, sir. We haven't got long. You can say that again. This is an ideal base. When the time comes, we can take shelter behind this fishing boat. Mrs. Groins, you wait for us here. Oh, I don't know, Hoagie. Please, Palmera, don't move from this spot. Promise me. Whatever happens. All right, dear. I'll need you here to light the fuse. Here's the end. Hold tight to that. We'll unroll it as we go. Now, come on. Damn this leg. Uh, I could carry that bag if you like. Uh, that's kind. Thank you, Inspector. Oh, good God. Look at the birds. Oh, I am. I'll never forget what it felt like approaching that mine. Oh, my God. Flaming hell. I assure you, it's perfectly safe while it's just sitting there. It doesn't tick or anything. Oh, Mummy. According to Captain Hogan, the mine had a charge of 440 pounds. It had been in the channel for about 15 years, rocked and carried on the tides, gathering barnacles and weed. Its mission had been to bump into a boat and tear a hole in it. I was more frightened of it than of anything I'd ever seen. Now, I need you to pass me things from that bag, Constable. Yes, sir. It's all right, son. You're doing very well. Thank you. That cloth first. Oh, what's that for, sir? That's for kneeling on. No point getting my trousers wet, eh? Things are desperate enough without that. Isn't he marvellous, Brunswick? Oh, he is, sir. Right. Now, the Jellignite. Uh, what time do you make it, sir? Why? Because I think... Uh, I hope I'm mistaken, but I think the tide's turning already. Look! It was true. The birds were lifting off the water and then settling down again. But they were ready. They were ready to come inland for the second time that day. Hurry! You have to hurry, Captain Hoagland! I'm just fixing the Jellignite, Sergeant. I'm afraid it can't be rushed. The birds are coming back! They were. Half a dozen of the bigger birds had now lifted off the water and were circling over our heads. Try to ignore them, Brunswick. Yes, sir. Think about something else. What, like being blown to pieces? Oh. If you could hold them off for about two minutes, Sergeant. Oh, two minutes. Right, um... Now, that blasting cap is... Uh, uh, this, sir? Good. And then one of those horrible, horrible birds dive-bombed the sergeant. Get off! Get off! Oh, no, not again! Go away! Get oh, my God, this living... Oh, get off! They really go for you, Brunswick, oh. don't they? Get off. It's nearly done, sir. There are more birds coming. Yes, I nearly there. Very nearly there. Very nearly. Look, I want you to run back to Mrs. Groin's and tell her to light the fuse. Yes, sir. But if you're not quite done, sir. It's near enough. Run. Run. Go. I'll be right behind you. So we did. Oh, why did we do what he told us? We ran back to Mrs. Groin's, yelling as we went. Light the fuse, 
Mrs. G. Light the fuel! And then we noticed the seagulls were attacking Captain Hoagland and he wasn't getting clear of the mine. I called to Mrs. G. Don't light the fuse! Don't do it! But it was too late. She already had. No! Hoagie! Hoagie! Someone help him! Hoagie! And then the most extraordinary thing happened. Inspector Steve ran back towards the mine. I'm coming, Captain Hoagland! The fuse was burned halfway already. He had to run so fast to reach Captain Hoagland, we were sure he wouldn't make it. Hey, quick! Captain Hoagland, quick! Take my hand! I couldn't watch. The fuse was burning so quickly. It had just a few feet to go when the captain and Inspector Steam began to run back to us. I love you, Hoagie! I love you! And then... Get down! Let's go! Boom. <laughs> oh, Hoagie! <laughs> Inspector Steam! Dying an idiot had always been on the cards for Inspector Steen. Dying a hero, however, was something I would never, ever have predicted. Truly, the wonderful Captain Hoagland had affected all our lives in the short month we had known him. Mrs. Groynes had discovered her feminine side for a start, which was supremely weird. But the Inspector... Well, what can I say? Inspector Steen... Here we are. Whew, that was a bit close. From now on, Inspector Steen was going to be absolutely insufferable. Hoagie! Palmyra. Hoagie! He saved you! Oh, it was nothing. <laughs> you did save me, Inspector. Thank you. Well, good. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like the right thing to do. And the birds! Look, they're going! It was the blast, of course. The birds got such a shock from the explosion that they forgot about attacking us. The nightmare was finally over. Back to the Metropole for more tea. Good idea, sir. <laughs> oh, don't be so upset, dear. Oh, I can't help it. Lovely evening now. <laughs> oh, yes. It just seemed the right thing to do. Sir. Yes, Twitten? I'd just like to say, I've misjudged you, sir. Have you, Twitten? I have, sir. I'm afraid I've always thought of you as a bit of an idiot. Yes, yeah, so have I, sir. No offence. Oh, well, water under the bridge. <laughs> yes, sir. You yes. won't be making that mistake again, I dare say. No, sir. Good. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Grimes? Oh, yes, dear. What on earth happened to that jelly you promised us? I could really do with it now. In The Return of Inspector Steen by Lynn Trust, Inspector Steen was played by Michael Fenton Stevens, Mrs. Groynes, Samantha Spiro, Sergeant Brunswick, John Ram, Constable Twitten, Matt Green, Adelaide Vine, Janet Ellis, Captain Hoagland, Robert Bathurst, and Terence Chambers' Ewan Bailey. The director was Marilyn Imry. The producer, Karen Rose. The Return of Inspector Steen was a Sweet Talk production for BBC Radio 4. Ha!